the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one we're gonna take your sad moods, we're gonna turn them into glad moods, we're gonna, we're gonna take this thing going on in the world, and we're gonna, we're gonna try to take a look at the upside, we're gonna see what we can do to improve our lives, to have a good time, to try to keep the mundanity to a minimum, man, there's, there's all kinds of things you can do, there's all sorts of adventures out there in the world, so I'm hoping you guys are doing well, I'm hoping you're happy, I'm hoping everything is nice and fun and good, I, I actually factually had an interesting weekend this past weekend, and I, I gotta say that it has been like, it is for realsy, on the real tip, been a long time since I've had what I would call an interesting weekend, I've, I've had fulfilling weekends, I've had a lot of fun weekends, I've had a lot of weekends where I felt very productive, but what I, would I say they were interesting and different? No, not not really, not in any way. And I I managed to have one, and we'll we'll talk about that a bit during the uh, during the episode. But check it out, man! That uh that GI Joe that I ordered has still not arrived, which is not it's not fun. I understand. I'm not I'm not blaming anybody, but uh I I would like to have it. I've also um I've had a record. I ordered an LP like I don't even know, man, like five weeks ago that hasn't hasn't shown up yet. But I did. I did check the tracking today. I try not to check the tracking too much. It just makes me feel like I'm anxious about it. And I think that, like, sometimes it's better to, like, practice your calmness, practice your patience, and don't check. So I I don't check too often, but I I did check this morning, and I saw that it was, uh, it was in Petaluma, California, which is, like, a couple, a couple towns over. There's Rotor Park, Katati, then there's Petaluma, and that's... That's good, man. That means it's within driving distance, so it's gonna have to be here, uh, sometime soon. But what I, what I did to make up for the opening stuff up portion of the show, I went out, hold on, let me grab something. I, I went out to the, um, I went out to the garage, the, uh, garage comic shop, and I picked this up from the guy there just so I would have something to open. But I got, a. there it is. I couldn't find the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade. And I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need it right now. Let's pop it open. What I have before me is a two-pack of Mini-Mates. Your boy, your boy used to be into Mini-Mates like nobody's business. I'm not even kidding. I was like, oh, I need to open this, uh, this piece of tape, too. Um, there are two. Let's see. Into there. Open it up. I used to be into Mini-Mates like something crazy. Mini-Mates are small. They're small block figures. They're made by, um, Art Asylum, and they, they have, like, a variety of licenses. That's what I liked about them. They have Marvel. They had DC at one point. They have all kinds of movies. They have all kinds of TV shows. Just, like, everything that you can imagine. Not as much as, like, a Funko Pop, but they're kind of similar in that regard that they just have, like, multiple licenses, and they all... All the figures have a resemblance to them. But this two-pack that I got here, I actually factually picked it up at Toys R Us back in the day. This is one of the last things I picked up at good old TRU back in the uh, back in the day that there was such a thing. That's so awful. I try not to think about it. I still can't, like, I can't wrap my head around the fact that uh, that's all gone. But it helps a little bit to think that, well... Even if Toys R Us had made it this far, what's going on right now might be uh, enough to um, drive them under. But there were some loans given out to businesses through the government, some giant grants. So it's possible Toys R Us could have grabbed one of those grants and maybe they would have survived. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I know nothing of the world of business. All I know is that I miss Toys R Us like a lot. 
like even now. I love going there, loved it so much, but I picked up this pack of Mini Mates there. It's a two pack. Mini Mates generally come in two packs. There are some larger like four packs and I think there have even been like six and eight packs out there at times, but in general, like the kind that you'll see at the store are a two pack. And this, this two pack is two ladies of the Marvel Universe. On the left side, you have, um, you have Gwynpool. And this is not a character that I'm overly familiar with. Let's see what the bio says on the back. Finding herself in a world where her favorite comic characters are real, Gwendolyn Poole uses her fangirl knowledge to her benefit as a bounty hunter. So imagine this. It would be like she's from our universe, like Earth Prime or whatever they call it in the Marvel Universe. And she goes to the 616 universe and she's just like I know for a fact that uh Doctor Doom has a hideout right over here because I read it in issue like 75 of the FF and I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna get him. I guess it's something like that. I don't know. But um she's cool. She has like a she has like a Deadpool outfit but it's pink and she's wearing shorts instead of pants because um because she's a lady. But I dig it. She has her hat kind of like look like a Smurf hat in a way. It kind of looks like, it kind of looks like Casper the Friendly Ghost's head, where he has like that curly cue at the end. Nah, I dig it though. It's, it's a cool look. It's kind of fun. It looks like, um, what somebody would wear like a comic show, like a cosplay where you pretend that you're like an alternate version of a character, like you make up your own character. Dead Gwynpool looks like somebody's cool version of, um, Deadpool. And that's fine. I can see how you might want to go with that angle. Let's, uh, Let's see what she comes with accessory-wise. She has three things. She has a katana, like, like, just like Deadpool, right? She's got that whole Deadpool thing going on. She's Gwynpool. Let's get, um, let's get this out. It's taped in there. And then she also has a phone. I might, uh, and I dropped something. I'm such a, such a squingus. Um, I gotta find the switchblade again. You guys hear me looking around for stuff all the time, and the issue is that it's dark around my desk area. There it is, and there's like corners that are hard to see. Let me um, let me cut that out. It's held in by tape. I could have pulled it out with my fingernail, but I I wanted to get the blade. Every chance I get to use a weapon like that, I I have to take it. Let's put this in her hand. There's the katana. Fits pretty easily. Very very cool. And here's her, uh, her little phone. I like the, I like the little phone accessory. That's neat. I dropped a stand. She came with a stand. That's one cool thing about Mini Mates. They all come with stands. I appreciate that. All action figures to come with, like, it's just a little disc. Little disc of plastic. I can understand how it would get expensive, but it's a nice, nice thing to have. And then she also has some hair. If you want to take her mask off, you can put the hair on. And that's, that's pretty fun. I've been thinking about getting back into Mini Mates a little bit. They have them at Walgreens. And we're over at Walgreens all the time. And it'd be easy, easy to jumpstart a new collection. And, and they're cheap. They're only like $7.99 for two. And they're neat figures with a lot of accessories. Oh, her hair fits on pretty neat. That's fun. Let's, uh, let's look at the second one in the set. We're running out of time. In the opening segment, we got to move forward. Let me get her stand out before I drop it. It's neat. Stand it there. The second one in the pack is the Black Cat Felicia Hardy. Cat burglar Felicia Hardy was sent to jail by Dr. Octopus when he was in Spider-Man's body. Now she runs her own criminal empire plotting revenge 
on Peter Parker. That is, uh, that's interesting. I remember that whole storyline where somehow Dr. Octopus took over Spider-Man's body. Like, he, he transplanted his consciousness into Peter Parker, and he became, like, a more efficient, harder-working, better version of a Spider-Man, at least in his mind. Was it called the Superior Spider-Man? Is that what it was? I read some of that, like a few issues of it. I thought it was kind of fun, a different idea. I like it when they when they try something new because it often feels like they're doing the same things like over and over and over again. I, I like this one too. She doesn't have any accessories, which is a bummer, but she has some nice, um, nice detailing. She has fuzzy gloves, nice face, face, uh, application. She has a belt. The belt is kind of neat. She's, she's like not the best one in the set. I would say. I bet you that Gwenpool was the one that was pushing the sales. Because I know that I have another black cat somewhere else. I know that she's been done before. And I don't think, I don't think that Gwenpool had been done before. So she's, she's the class of this one. She's the one that really pushed sales, I bet. But I, I like them both. But if I could only display one. If I only had like a small little squink of space to put a figure. I know for sure that it would be uh, Gwenpool, because I, like I said, I got another black cat somewhere else. Let's, uh, let's move forward into the next segment, but first, a word from our sponsor, Shawstar. Give me that Tosso soda, that same old cola. I want to makes diet pop with more flavors, more jazz, more taste pizzazz. The Pandemic Pantry with your host, the Sausagitarian. Oh man, guys, it's crazy here in the top secret test kitchen of the Pandemic Pantry. I am dreaming of grilling outside for relief. Do you guys ever do that? I have a charcoal grill, and it's 50-something years old. My parents got it when they were newlyweds. They just celebrated their 52nd anniversary. It's a portable kitchen cast aluminum grill. This thing is a workhorse. I love it. I use it as a grill, and I also use it to smoke things. Recently, I've been making these smoked carrot dogs. I know, it sounds whack. You cook carrots in this awesome marinade, and then... Smoke them on the grill, and they're like hot dogs, but they're carrots. Trust me, it works. I'm going to talk not about grilling and smoking carrots today. We're going to talk about some really important foundations of using your charcoal grill. A lot of people do some things wrong, and there are some really easy ways to do things better and do them right. Let's talk about it. Number one, don't use lighter fluid. Just don't use it. It makes your food taste like chemicals because it is a chemical. Chemicals aren't bad. They're everywhere. They make up everything in the world. But just don't use lighter fluid. What you're going to do instead is use a chimney. This is a tall, cylindrical metal thing. It looks like a giant old-fashioned coffee can with a handle on it. You stuff paper in the bottom and put your briquettes on the top. You light the paper and it ignites your briquettes. It takes about half an hour, I think, to get a good fire. You just start a little early, all right? This is the best way to get nice, hot, evenly heated briquettes the fastest. All right, so go out and get yourself a chimney. They should cost about, like, 30 bucks. I also recommend using Kingsford briquettes. Don't get off-brand briquettes. 
get Kingsford brand. It really makes a difference. I used to get natural lump charcoal, but the pieces are all different sizes and they burn at different rates. I like the predictability of good old Kingsford brand. I just get the classic kind. I don't get the fancy ones or juicy ones. No self-lighting ones. Just straightforward classic Kingsford briquettes. Um, man, it's... Oh, man, guys, it is crazy here in the top secret test kitchen of the pandemic pantry. I am dreaming of grilling outside for release. Do you guys ever do that? I have a charcoal grill, and it's... You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show, your guiding light when the world gets all weird. All right, we are back. And talk about all weird. Grilling a carrot, man, that's wacky. I'll give it a shot, dude. She's never once, like, in the existence of her being my pal, led me down the wrong path. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot. But I gotta admit, we haven't really grilled that much this year. No reason why not. I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. It just... It hasn't happened. I don't think it's happened once this year, which is which is wild. I think maybe it hasn't been like it hasn't been the hottest summer in all of existence so far. Knock on wood. I imagine it's going to get hot at some point, but it's been kind of it's been kind of moderate and we tend to go outside and grill on days that is like too hot to like cook in the house. Like you don't want to heat up the oven. You don't want to heat up the stove, so you you go outside and you, you throw on some um, briquettes. And we haven't we haven't reached that point yet. But as far as like lighter fluid, I I use it. I have used it, and I don't like the taste. And I never really knew a way around it. So I I appreciate that that lesson about the chimney. That's good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a shot. We're gonna see we're gonna see if this pro style will lead to some uh some nice steaks out on the barbecue. I like to grill a steak. I like to grill a hamburger. I think that a hamburger just comes out amazing on the grill. I am like a hamburger boy. I love them. I love them. I love hot dogs more. But I don't think that the barbecue is like the best way to make a hot dog. I honestly think the best way to make a hot dog is just like boiled. Boiled in water. I I think that anything else sort of adds to the flavor of the hot dog. If you throw it on the barbecue, you get the barbecue flavor. If you throw it and like you sizzle it in a pan, you get that sizzle flavor. And I just kind of... I just kind of want the pure boiled hot dog. I know it's boring. I know it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but I I like it, man. I dig it. But a uh, big shout out to Sarah Burr, the Sausageitarian. You can find her at Sausageitarian.com. Check, check the uh, Twitter feed right now. My one. I just posted a pic of the, uh, of the boiled, um, boiled, the fried, uh, fried, the grilled carrot. I just like, I just had a stroke right there. I was like looking off into space and I completely forgot what I was doing and what I was what I was talking about, I was so in the zone that I was out of the zone. But hit up the Twitter feed at Icy Robots. You can see a pic of the uh, the grilled carrot. It's really, really interesting picture. I got to give this a shot. I, I'm always looking for, like, low-calorie alternatives to things, you know, because I'm, hit, I'm hitting the HPI, the horsepower initiative, super hard, flipping those tires, lifting those weights. And I, I don't want to have excess calories unless, like... Unless it's something great, like an ice cream or a piece of pie, I don't want to. I don't want to waste it on boring stuff. So eating, eating like a grilled hot dog, maybe something to uh, consider. Dig this. I had like the hardcore munchies the other day, like the hardest munchies. But I already had a popsicle and I had a handful of chips. So I'm like, dude, you can't have any more of these empty calories. You got to cut it right now. So I boiled a carrot in the microwave. I got a bowl. I put some water. I chopped it up, I threw it in the water, and I microwaved it for like three minutes. So it was like a little bit mushy, but still crisp. And I took it out, you know, poured out the water, put some salt and pepper on top of it. And I just kind of, I just kind of munched on that. I kept it 
so that it was like crisp enough that you had to like chew on it. You know, like you chew on carrots and they kind of, they kind of splinter and you sort of got to, you got to like work your tongue around in your mouth to try to get all the little shards. I kept it so that like, it was sort of like that because it kept my mouth busy. Sometimes it's like the munchies are just sort of like your mouth wants to be busy. Like you want to be chewing on something you want to be doing something. So like the, the carrot really fulfilled that in a lot of ways while giving me like what one calorie maybe the salt was a little excessive but I needed something to combat the uh the flavor of a carrot not that there's anything wrong with carrot carrots are great carrots are delightful uh, a raw carrot is just a real interesting sensation to eat just the way that they break up in your mouth like an almond I don't know anyway let's move forward in the show big shout out to the sausageitarian sausageitarian.com Follow her on Instagram. She posts a lot of cool stories, a lot of cool pictures. It's well worth your time. We're a go! The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents The Battle for Oak Park. The Battle for Oak Park rages on and on and on. I, of course, am talking about the Pokemon Go War here in Rinkin Valley over by the middle school. Man, this is this is going on and on and on and on. I have so much to uh, fit in here and I gotta I gotta try to keep it interesting. I gotta try to keep it quick, but it is what it is. So let's uh let's start at the beginning. I myself I represent Team Yellow. My hated foe Bob Newhart represents Team Red and we have been fighting for control of the gym that is known as Oak Park. That's the uh that's the basis of this. You don't need to really know too much about the actual details of the Pokemon Go. This is more this is more a story of obsession, I would say. An obsession between me and him to be the leader, to be the kingpin, to be the head honcho, to be the to be the Akira Maeda of the UWFI gym or whatever. That was that was a shout out to my guy uh, Gino Vega out there. I think that he's one of the few out there who's going to recognize that reference. But at any rate, I I woke up one morning, the wife had the day off, and we headed off to the Poke Gym. We just like we got on our bikes and we rode over there and we sat. We knocked it out. When you have two people, it's relatively easy to knock one out of the gym. So we sat there and we knocked it off. There's like a picnic table in that area, and we sat at the picnic table and we're just like we're enjoying the nice morning fog here in um. Here in Santa Rosa, we're, we're near enough to the ocean that you get a lot of foggy mornings. And I love the fog. I think it's fun. It's spooky. It's kind of mysterious. It's neat to like, it's neat to go for a walk and like weave your way over there. And we were, we were enjoying the nice crisp weather. Fog is a little moist and it's been, it's been warm. So it, it was cool to like have like the, uh, just like the mist raining down on you. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden I see him. I see the dude, Bob Newhart, roll up on his bike, and he says, hello, to me, just, like, being friendly, because the wife and I are, like, looking at our phones, we're just, like, chitty-chatting, doing whatever, I don't know if he knows that we are the famous Pokemon Go players that are opposing him, but at any rate, he says hi, I'm like, hey, what's up, man, and he, uh, he starts battling the gym while we're sitting there, and there are these things in the game called berries, and you can use these berries to, like, re-strength your Pokemon's hit hit points. It's like you give them a berry, they get a little boost, and you can do this as a way to like maintain your control of the gym. So we're sitting there feeding our guys berries while he's battling the gym. But I, I say to the wife, just front, front like we're talking about whatever. So we're just like, ha, 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 pretending like we're having some random conversation while we're like scooping berries into our guy's mouth. And I see the dude, Bob Newhart, like turns and he looks over, and I see him look over, but we don't we don't acknowledge that he's doing it. And try as we might, he ended up, like, winning the gym. But it was fine, because we're both sitting right there. And as soon as he rode off on his bike, we knocked it off again. 
We knocked it off again, and I could see him off in the distance, riding away. And I saw he had his phone on, like, a little thing, a uh, little carrier on the front of his bike, like a little sleeve attached to, like, some kind of a stand. And I could tell he could see he got knocked off. And he turned around, and he came back. But in between coming back, I'm like, let's go, let's go duck around the corner. So we ducked around the corner. So he thought that we had left, right? This is... This is by the school. There's a lot of different places to go and different places to sit. So we're like sitting on a, we're sitting on a bench waiting for him to knock it off again. And then when he leaves, I wait till he's further off. I wait till he's further off on his bike and we knock it off again. And this time I can tell he's not coming back. He's like speeding away. So I feel like we got like a nice, a nice victory there. And it was, it was also good because he saw us, but I don't think he knew that it was us, but I saw him. And I knew that it was definitely him. But eventually he knocked the gym off again. And then I knocked it off again. And it's gone back and forth and back and forth. And this war, this war has taken a heavy toll on my Pokemon supplies. I'm not even kidding. If you're one of my Pokemon friends, uh, Mighty Matt D, Sammy in Hong Kong, Lamar the Revenger, Jason Gross. uh, My dude, Earl Green has gotten back in the game. If you guys, if you guys are out there, please, please, please. Send me gifts. I need these gifts right now. Ferg, send me some gifts. Everybody out there, people related to Ferg, please send me gifts. I can need them right now because I need potions. I need revives. I need all of this kind of stuff. It's it's hard to keep the supply lines running during a war. I realize that this is like an eternal problem, but these these supply lines really start to uh they start to run thin. I'm I'm not even kidding. Last night we made a move. We made a sharp power move in the game. I waited till it was dark. It was like, I'm thinking like 9.30, and the wife and I got in the car, and we drove over to the gym. We knocked off the gym. Then we decided, let's head into Bob Newhart's territory, because there's the one gym, Oak Park, and then the Christian school, where I go flip tires, has two gyms. The playground's a gym, and the Christian school sign is also a gym. I'm like, let's head into Bob Newhart territory. I don't know where he lives or anything like that, but I do always see him going that way, and coming that way. So he's off somewhere on that side. That's his side of the valley. This is my side. So we headed off to his side, knocked off one gym. Then we knocked off another gym. So there are three in a row that were all Team Instinct. Big shout out to Team Yellow. Big shout out to Team Instinct. We had them all. We had them on lock. But then by the time I woke up the next morning, I got up at 645. I'm just like stretching, looking at my phone. I'm like, I got to check and see. So I hit the Pokemon Go He'd already knocked him back out. This war is going on. The casualties are high. The death tolls are high. It's, it's whack. Let's, um, let's boot up the game right now and we'll see what's going on over at the gym. I think that as of right now, and this is right now, it's 8.30 in the morning and I'm going to head over there in a little bit on foot to knock off Oak Park. Oak Park is the one I care about. Oak Park is the swim club that I used to go to. Before the, uh, before the fire, before it was destroyed. So it has a real sentimental value to me. If you've heard the, um, if you've heard the famous This Boring Life episode about lost places, which I, which I definitely recommend, I go heavily into Oak Park and how much it means to me. And I will not let this gym belong to a guy like Bob Newhart. So right now, Bob Newhart is in that gym. He left a shuckle, a 10-point shuckle in there. But then if you go, if you go down a little further over to the Christian School Playground... He used his account and then also his secondary account. And he left two people there. But then the other one, the other one is actually held by Team Blue. There's a small contingent of Team Blues around here. But it's, um, it's interesting because it used to be Bob Newhart, 
Shay's Shadow, and then somebody else. But Shay's Shadow has dropped out. The war has been too heavy for her. I have not seen her in the Oak Park region in quite a while. But I gotta tell you, man, this war has become my obsession. I feel like, I feel like it's become our guy Bob Newhart's obsession as well, because as soon as I knock it off, he knocks it off too. Man, one day, I had 17,000 steps on my phone, going back and forth, back and forth. There was a day where, like, the next day, my knee was so sore just from walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This is like, this is going to go on, but we are in it to win it if it goes on for years. I am not even kidding. This is like, this is the main thing in my life right now, this Pokemon war. It's also like such a big part of my wife's life. As soon as she comes home, she's like, who's in the gym? Is it us or him? And if it's us, she's happy. If it's him... She wants to drive over there and knock it out. I swear to you, every night now, we're going to drive deep into Bob Newhart territory and we're going to knock it out. We're going to destroy his gym because that's what you get for messing with Team Instinct. That's what you get for messing with Team Yellow. This is your final courtesy call as you should have received mail. Again, press 1 to be connected to a warranty specialist. 1... Hi, this is Ann with the warranty department. Our records show that your vehicle warranty has expired or is about to expire. This is your final courtesy call as you should have received mail. Press 1 to be connected to a warranty specialist. 1. Again, press 1 to be connected to a warranty specialist. I am trying to press 1, but my fingers are made of dust. Warranties are mileage and time sensitive. They must be extended before your vehicle reaches certain mileage. I do not have a car. I am able to float. Are you there? Call rejected. Nobody's safe, chump. So keep your hoodies on and your boots laced. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. Let's see what's inside. Alright, this is me and we're back. This is going to be the final segment, I I think. Uh, This doesn't exactly fall under, like, direct dumpster diving. It's not exactly dumpster diving. But I didn't didn't know what show category to put this story under. So I decided, well, picking for garbage feels the most uh, appropriate. Let's, Let's start at the beginning. A few weeks ago, maybe like a few months ago even, my guy Preston from the Wayback Attack posted how he'd made some, like awesome Facebook marketplace VHS scores. Like he was going over to people's houses, picking up their old tapes. And it looked like, looked like he was coming out with gold. And I got to tell you, man, that idea had never, not never even occurred to me. So I decided, Hey man, maybe I'll do the same thing. Let me, um, let me start doing some, uh, some Facebook marketplace looking around. I, I have like very little, like almost no experience with this sort of thing. I'm not the kind of guy who wants to, um, we go and meet, meet people in person and chit chat and get, uh, get pulled into their lives and stuff. But in, in these unprecedented times of being able to like go out in public wearing a mask and all these, all these rules about staying away from people and how people aren't going to want to talk and hang out, I decided now is the perfect time to do it. So I, I started poking around and I found a guy over in Sebastopol who said he had 1,000 VHS tapes in his garage and that anybody, anybody who wanted to come get him could come have them. I asked him what was on him. He said some TV, some movies, stuff like that. So I decided, hey man, that's only the next town over and Sebastopol is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's an amazing town. I love it. I, I dig anytime I get to go over there. So we decided it was worth the trip. So I arranged it with Guy 
that we would be there at 10 a.m. on Sunday. That was like a couple days in the future. So at the appointed time, we met him in front of his house. And this worked out, this worked out amazing. With with all this like social distancing in place, he did not come anywhere near me. He barely, barely wanted to talk. I just went down in the garage. The wife came with. And we just like, we carted these boxes and put them in the car. It was probably around a thousand. A thousand sounds like a lot, but in space, it wasn't all that much. It filled up the trunk and like a bit more. They were all in bankers boxes. So it was like really easy to sort everything. But when we got home, when I got home, there was a problem. Mold had infected these tapes like crazy. Not every single tape, but like eight out of 10 that I was pulling out of the boxes had at least like a small degree of mold to them. I'm not going to mess around with mold. I, I'm not sure if I believe the legends that if like mold gets inside your VCR, it's destroyed for life. I don't know if I would take it that far, but I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to mess around. I don't, I don't want to get like a mold infestation. So we, we tossed any one of them that looked like it had even like a little smudge of mold on it. And that was like, I'm not even kidding. Like almost every tape, our garbage can was like full all the way to the top, the recycling can rather. I'm going to see if they'll take them at the recycling bin. The recycling bin was full, like all the way to the top. It was like completely jammed with tapes and I still have more that I need to get rid of. But I did pull, I would say one large bin of tapes out, which was, which was not bad. If somebody called and said, Hey, I got a large bin of tapes. If you want to come over and get them, I would, and I would get them for the most part. They are movies. He told me that he was like a laser disc aficionado. And that at one point he decided to get rid of his laser disc collection. He recorded everything on the VHS and that these were the tapes, but there was also, there was also a fair amount of TV. There was like five or six tapes full of X-Files episodes, like original airings of X-Files episodes with commercials. That's cool. There was a bunch of the show Millennium, a bunch of Millennium episodes, I think like five, five tapes of Millennium. But what to me was like the big score out of this whole thing was dude had recorded the baseball all-star game from like 1980 all the way up to like 2005. I'm not even kidding. They were all on there. As far as I can tell, each one of them has the commercials. A few of them were destroyed by mold, which is whack, but the good ones... Like 1980, 81, 82, 83, 84 are all intact and they're all great. They have commercials. And I gotta, I gotta say, when it comes to nostalgia, I'm really, really, really nostalgic for baseball. I love old baseball games. I love to see these old players. I love to see your Alan Trammels, your Don Mattingly's, your Sweet Lou Whitaker's, your Steve Balboni's, all those guys. I love to see all those guys. And the commercials for sporting events are, for the most part, pretty good. That's where they would put, like, a lot of a lot of high-end items, a lot of movies, a lot of family stuff. Not like, not like a bunch of toys or whatever. This isn't cartoons, the... The ultimate score would be some, like, 80s cartoons. My man Preston, he found some great stuff. I saw he had, like, some Smurfs and stuff. It was, it was gold. I would call what I found maybe, like, a bronze, which is better than a lead, but not as good as a silver or a gold. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that I was able to get out there, see another human being. And that was, that was the interesting part, because I don't even think I've gone as far as Sebastopol in, like, three months. I'm not even kidding. So this seemed like... This seemed like the longest trek I've ever taken in my life, but it was fun. And on the way back, we decided to dip into the flea market. I didn't even know the Sebastopol flea market was back in effect, but apparently it is. There wasn't like, there wasn't anybody there. I do got to say that if it was like a big crowded, like jam-packed sort of flea market, I would not feel super safe. I would not feel super comfortable. But this was, this was like wide open spaces. Not everybody wears a mask. I wore a mask 
faux show. I am not going out around people and I'm not wearing a mask. Please do so. We got to cut the spread. But there were people like, there were people walking around bumping into each other, not wearing nothing on their face. And I'm just like, let's not even go near those people, dude. Let's not even get within 10 feet just to be safe. Because if you're not wearing a mask, that's just like the tip of the iceberg of your behavior, dude. You're probably out there like doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I don't want you near me right now. We were in and out pretty quick, but it was fun. We saw a few of our old flea market pals that we haven't seen in a long time, which was, which was nice. There was people from the dig that I have not seen in forever. I saw the cannibals. If you guys are wondering, the cannibals are still alive. They're still with us. I wasn't sure, man. I'm not sure about any of these people to be real. Cause I, a lot of these guys that you see like flea market junkin and dig junkin are like borderline homeless. Like they're not sleeping in tents, but they're sleeping on couches. They're sleeping in cars. They're doing stuff like that. So I do I do got to say that I'm worried about each and every one of these people and, and seeing a few of them really, like, made me happy just to know that they're still alive, just to know this is still with us, just to know that they're out there still hanging and banging. But these tapes are cool, man. If if I don't find something that I like on them, I can just, like, use them for blanks. I have a big magnet. I can just, like, scrape the magnet over it and use it for a blank for, like, a future project or whatever. So I'm, like, I'm good for blanks for a good long while. And this this opened up a whole new world, a whole new Facebook marketplace world. So big shout out to my guy Preston from the Wayback Attack. That's a fun podcast if you're not listening to it. I highly, highly recommend it. I think, I think that's it. I think we're about at the end of the show. So I don't know, man. Until we speak again, until we meet again, which will probably be in a couple days, dude. Every few days. Seems about right to get one of these out. But until that day comes, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, Stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. has been an IC Robots radio production.